The word of God which engages us is the gospel lesson read previously, thus far the text. Dear friends in Christ, the year was 1976, and the car was a 1969 Opel GT. Now, for those of you too young to remember, or maybe not even born yet, Opel is a German car company, and they were imported by General Motors and sold in Buick dealerships. And the Opel GT was a two-door, two-seat sports car that looked just like a mini Corvette. It looked great. Now, as a 20-year-old pre-seminary student at Concordia College in Ann Arbor, I could no way afford a new Opel GT, but I could afford one that was seven years old and had a lot of miles on it. And this one was a mocha brown paint on the outside and a tan leather interior. I mean, it looked great. Sure, it had a lot of miles on it, but boy, did it look great. And sure, I didn't have it checked out by a mechanic before I bought it, but boy, it looked great. And sure, my dad told me, don't buy that car. But boy, it looked great. Long story short, that Opel GT was probably the best-looking car I have ever owned. But on the inside, mechanically, it was hands down the worst car I ever owned. And I learned an expensive lesson with that car, that in life, I better be looking beyond mere appearances. Well, in our gospel lesson for today, Jesus also is looking beyond mere appearances. Our gospel lesson comes from his Sermon on the Mount, as our gospel lesson did last week, and our gospel lesson is going to again next week. And six times between today and what he says next week, Jesus has this same pattern. He says, you have heard it was said, but I say to you. In other words, you have heard it was said, and he's just telling them what the rabbis of that day were teaching, but then he teaches on his own authority and says, but I say to you. And each time he says, but I say to you, he raises the bar higher and lets us know what God originally had in mind when he gave us those commandments. Today we're going to look at just to the first two, actually, just two of the first two of those you have heard it was said, but I say to you statements to see how Jesus looked beyond mere appearances. The first of those in our gospel lesson is Jesus says, you have heard it was said, you shall not murder. And Probably everybody who heard him thought, we're pretty good here. We certainly haven't killed anybody. And if I were to come before you today and say, who, who here has violated the fifth commandment? You would think to yourself, the fifth commandment, you shall not kill. Well, I haven't killed anybody. Nobody would raise their hands. But then Jesus says, but I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother, meaning has an ongoing, unrelenting anger with his brother, is liable to the judgment and whoever insults his brother is liable to the council. 
And whoever says to his brother, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. You see, with Jesus, it's not just the outward act of murdering someone. He looks beyond that outward appearance and looks into our heart and sees anger and that which flows out from that anger. He looks beyond mere appearances. Then the very next commandment, the sixth commandment, you have heard it was said, you shall not commit adultery. And again, the people who were standing there listening to Jesus probably thought, we're in pretty good shape, as we would think. But then Jesus goes on to say, but I say to you, whoever looks at a woman with lustful intent in his heart has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Again, Jesus looks beyond the mere outward appearance. How important for us. We certainly want to appear good and right and righteous to people, but then on the other hand, we know those thoughts, we know those feelings, we know those emotions we have in our hearts at times. And Satan will use, whether it's anger or lust, or any other sin in our lives and try to exploit it for all it's worth in our hearts. He'll use other people. He'll use technology. He'll use whatever means he can to set up shop in our hearts. Now certainly, I'm not saying we shouldn't try to be good and righteous and upright outwardly with people. But we all know that inside there lurks sinful thoughts, sinful desires. Those that we would be ashamed, probably, if they were known to other people. But thanks be to God that we have a Savior who was righteous in our place. Not only righteous outwardly for everyone to see, but righteous in his heart, in his thoughts, his feelings, and his emotions as well. You see, there was no difference in them when it came to Jesus. He's exactly the same inside as he is outside. There's no distinction whatsoever. And if we would be able to look into his heart, we would not see anger or bitterness toward us. We would only see compassion and love. For he came here not just to appear to love us, not just to talk about loving us, but to have that love go into action, voluntarily giving up his life for all of us on the cross. As he said himself, greater love has no man than he lay down his life for his friends. And that's exactly what he did for each and every one of us. And now, because of that, you and I have a different appearance, not necessarily to other people, but to our Father in heaven. You see, we stand before our Father in heaven now, not clothed in our own unrighteousness, but clothed in the righteousness of Christ. An innocence, a guilt-freeness, if you will, not just on our outside, but on our inside as well. The same way Christ was, 
is exactly the way the Father now sees us. It's a wonderful new appearance that we have before him. And while we're talking about Christ looking beyond mere appearances, there was another wonderful way that he looked beyond mere appearances in the people whom he encountered in his ministry. He looked beyond their sinful exterior. He looked beyond what seemed objectionable to other people in order to reach out to them in love and bring them to forgiveness and everlasting life. He looked beyond mere appearances with the woman who was caught in adultery. Remember saying, whoever is without sin, cast the first stone. He didn't condone her sin, but he didn't let her sin stop him from reaching out to her. He looked beyond mere appearances with the Samaritan woman at the well, whom Jesus said had five different husbands, and the man she was living with now was not her husband. But he looked beyond that sinful appearance in order to reach out to her and bring her into the kingdom of God. Or he looked beyond mere appearances with the grotesque skin disease of leprosy, healing ten men of that dreaded disease. And just as Jesus looked beyond mere appearances with people, in order to bring his love and compassion to them, so also might we, of all people, do the same. To look beyond what seems objectionable, to look beyond that which might be off-putting to us, in order to reach out to them and bring the compassion of Christ to them. Especially people who are different from us, come from different backgrounds, maybe have different values, and a different understanding of the world around us. May God's Holy Spirit work in our hearts and in our minds and in our midst so that we might see them as people for whom Christ died as well. People who Christ doesn't want to perish, just the opposite, wants them to be in heaven with him. May that Holy Spirit work in us as we seek with God's help to love the Lord our God with all our heart and soul and mind and love our neighbor as ourself. Together, looking beyond mere appearances. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in this one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.